This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Discover the specialized and mainstream technology that's transforming the lives of blind and partially sighted Canadians from the simple to the sophisticated. We'll explain what it is and how to make the most of it. This is the CNIB Smart Life Tech Cast. Here are your hosts, Jason Fair and Chris Chamberlain. Hello and welcome to this episode of the CNIB Smart Life TechCast. We're your hosts. I'm Jason Fair and sitting with me is Chris Chamberlain. Today we are talking about a new program from CNIB called Phone It Forward. This is an amazing new program that's designed to get smartphones into the hands of blind and partially sighted Canadians at no cost. Sitting with us here is Melanie Tadeo. And Melanie, can you just tell us what your title is and a little bit about your uh, job at CNIB? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm the specialist for the Phone at Four program for the GTA region, which encompasses Peel, Toronto, Durham, and York regions. And my job is to actually acquire all the phones for our clients. Melanie, tell us a little bit about the Phone It Forward program, uh, maybe what it is, how it got started, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. So the Phone It Forward program is where we ask individuals and corporations to consider donating their gently used smartphones. So when I say gently used, obviously the screen isn't smashed. It can have some scratches, but we're looking for iPhone 5s or newer and Android equivalents. So really the last five years. And when we get these phones... We wipe them, we refurbish them, and then we add accessible apps to help our clients. As far as um, you said, we can, we're taking in iPhone 5s or better. Mm-hmm. So when we give phones out to our clients, are those iPhone 5s? Or are no, we giving- they're iPhone 6 that we're giving out currently. But we do accept iPhone 5s because they are new enough for us to share and upgrade them. So perhaps we'll sell them for parts and get the money and add it towards a refurbished phone. How do people go about... Um requesting a phone or getting their name on the list to be considered for a phone? Well, they can let any of their providers, meaning, you know, whether it's their ILS or their O&M instructors or anybody at the Toronto Foundation or anywhere across country, or they can call the customer care line to request to be put on the list. And then as phones come in and they're ready and refurbished, um, somebody will call them to ensure that they still need the phone because some people end up getting phones prior to them coming in. So we just make sure they still want it. And then they're set up with a training session as well as when the phone comes in, they can come and get the phone. iPhones are a bit of a learning curve. And if if somebody has never used an iPhone before, definitely they could require some training. So can you talk a little bit about how the training piece works and how people can get comfortable with these phones? Because they're amazing tools, uh, but one doesn't need to learn how to use them. Absolutely. And, you know, for anybody, a new phone, a new gadget is always fun to play with, but very discouraging. I know it can speak for myself. VoiceOver was a challenge to learn. So we do provide one-on-one training for each individual that gets a new phone from the basics of how to turn it on, how to set up the settings that they would like, and then it goes into using all the accessible apps. As far as apps, are you able to speak to what apps are being loaded onto the phones? I, I know a few. Um, there's Seeing AI. There is Soundscape. Those are the two I know for sure. This is an amazing program. And I know 
CNIB has been doing a lot of work to actually get phones for mm-hmm. people. So can you talk a little bit about that, about how people could donate their phones or how we're going about getting phones and sort of that whole process? Well, since I started in June, I've been creating community partnerships and going out in the community and doing displays and phone drives to create awareness about the program. And you'd be surprised how many people didn't know it existed. So that was our first step. And we've, you know, done things, everything from a farmer's market, being in the mall, going to different post-secondary institutions to, you know, let the students know, because they're the ones that are upgrading the phones all the time. We've also reached out to a lot of retailers and corporations and we're now focusing on high schools to get the schools involved so that the students can can get their 40 hours of volunteer work but also host phone drives at the school i think our the way we're looking at it now is identifying champions in each business or school who can help us on the other end and getting us into the right person speaking with them and so people can come out to the phone drives they can also request an envelope on the website phoneitforward.ca and the prepaid envelope will come to your house and all the steps of how to wipe the phone and how to fill in the donation a smartphone agreement are there. You just pop it in the mail to us. We're to understand that this program is being offered throughout the country? That is correct, yes. So I do GTA and we have another phone it forward specialist, Leanna in Calgary, who takes care of Alberta and the Northwest Territories. And they're in the current process of hiring specialists for Montreal, Ottawa, Hamilton, London area, and even Vancouver. So it's really starting to grow and flourish now. So deployment in other provinces, is that moving along? reasonably well? It is. So basically it's up to the executive director of each region to decide who is going to be in charge of deployment. So far it seems to be the accessible technology people and their teams that have taken it on because they know the clients, they know the the software and the apps. Um, But each region is unique and different. So, As far as donations, can you maybe run down the process? If somebody listening to this podcast wants to donate their phone, You said that you have to wipe the phone. Can you explain why that's required? Well, for a couple of reasons. The phone has to be unlocked in order for us to use it, and we don't want to have anybody's personal information on that, and nobody wants to lose their photos or their emails or contacts. Right. So we always encourage people to back up the phone. They wipe it to a factory reset, but also if you have an iCloud password or an iTunes password, they also have to be removed because then otherwise we can't use the phone. So not only for privacy and security for the individual donor, but also so that we can use the phone freely for when we refurbish it for the new client. Okay. So if somebody brings a phone to a phone drive mm-hmm. and they haven't wiped it, will they be given assistance on how to do that? Or? 100%. We walk them through it and do it alongside of them. We have tech experts at the phone drive that can help do it quickly and efficiently. But we always encourage everybody to please back up the information before bringing it because that we can't help with. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, because it needs to be backed up mm-hmm. to your computer or to iCloud or to mm-hmm. Google Play That's if true. you're if you're on an Android device. Mm-hmm. With CNIB's focus on technology, I think this is an absolutely marvelous uh, national initiative in getting iPhones into the hands of those with vision loss. 
It is. And it's amazing to watch. I was actually at a a session that Shane was holding when they got their phones and people are just so ecstatic because it opens up doors for so many people, whether it's for school or work or just to stay in touch with their family and friends. The opportunities are endless and it needs to be available to everybody, whether you have vision loss or not. But for us, seeing individuals with various eye conditions and levels of sight, just excelling in becoming more confident, whether it's to get around with a GPS app or just, you know, sending a text message. Is the age range pretty consistent from younger to older or is it primarily older people, younger people? No, it actually, it's it's all over the map. We've got everything from high school students to working age adults to seniors who just want to learn and stay connected with their family and friends. That's awesome. If somebody wants to donate, is the donor agreement online? Can they fill that out uh, in in an accessible way? Absolutely. So it is on the Phone It Forward website. You just download the Donate a Smartphone Agreement, and you can request that envelope, as I mentioned. But we also have all the forms at each phone drive or at the offices as well. Okay, so somebody can go into their local CNIB Mm -hmm. office and and request an envelope and and a form. Absolutely. And also the envelopes are available at all libraries across Canada. All libraries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, but they don't, you can't drop them off there. Sorry. You can pick up the envelope. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So the envelope and the donor agreement yes, you can pick up there. Exactly. Are there any other places that we're working on for people to be able to drop off their phones or get envelopes? I can speak for the GTA. We're trying to identify some drop-off locations because that's it. we don't want people to walk away and say, oh, that's too much work going to online and having to request an envelope and wait. So we're trying to identify other drop-off locations. Currently right now it's the hub and Mississauga's office, but in the works of talking with some Microsoft stores and things like that um, to see if that could be a possibility. But we're just exploring that right now. A lot of people obviously want to be part of the program. So that's why I'm trying very hard to get as many places as I possibly can to get as many phones in. Also, I guess I would want to ask about remote areas too, mm-hmm. Melanie, uh, say like um, a center like Thunder Bay or uh, places like Kenora, Ontario, whatever, where, you know, it's the outlying areas. Are they able to um, access the program too? Absolutely. I, I do believe they are covered by the Barry office, the North North Ontario offices. And so it's same thing. They could put themselves on the list and somebody from that office would be in charge of the Phone It Forward program and they would be getting out there and help get them the phones as well. Just the same way, because although they're remote, the opportunities have to be open to all of our clients. Not only are we looking to get phones from people, we're looking to get phones from organizations, correct? That so. is correct. So this is something that our t- our program lead, Elizabeth, is working on, is making those connections with the corporations. But we have been discussing things with other smaller companies and they are interested in learning more. Obviously, there's always a concern of security, especially depending on the type of business. Um, But that's something that the Phone It Forward team is working diligently to address with them because that's where the number of phones are going to be coming in is through businesses. As they upgrade their phones every two years, why not, you know, donate them instead of giving them back to the provider? And the phones that people get, you said, are refurbished. So they're not, obviously, they're not brand new phones, mm-hmm. but they're going to be in a functional state. Oh, they're- most definitely. And the phones that I've gotten donated just recently almost look brand new. It's amazing. I'm thinking, where were these? They were in the drawer, absolutely <laughs> in the drawer. Or they've just upgraded their phone because I can't believe, like, no scratches, nothing. But let's face it. I look at my phone and there's scratches. So if I was to go and donate my phone, then it would have a scratch. But it's definitely work, 
they have to work. They have to be able to turn on before we'll accept them. Um, obviously, because there's no point in us taking them if they don't. Right. Um, and most of them are really good, but people need to be aware that they are refurbished. So they may have, you know, a little scratch here and there. And But we try to make sure that they're in tip-top shape for them to use. So talking about plans, so we are not including any data plan or cellular plan on these phones, correct? That is correct. So every client has their own provider that they may use or their family may use and every client's needs are different. Some people just want it for emergency purposes to make a phone call. So they would only want the call. Others want to use it to its full potential, the apps, the the data, social media, whatever it may be. So their plan would be a little bit higher. So they're personalized. So again, that's something we're not providing. Okay. Now for people's interest, most if not all of the Canadian carriers, Bell, TELUS, Rogers, have discounts available to people if you have a disability. So you can talk to your provider and I believe it's $20. That's correct. It is $20 off each bill. So, which is fantastic. They may ask for proof, i.e. I've had to give my CNIB card to show that I am legally blind. That was one request, but other disabilities I've been told that they don't require proof. I guess if you show up in a wheelchair or using a mobility device, that would also be clear enough. But I know my provider did ask for proof. And aside from the the main providers, uh, uh, like say Telus, Rogers, and Bell, a lot of those companies have sort of sub brands that that are available. For example, Telus has Public Mobile, which is a fairly inexpensive way to do this as well. And so there's Public Mobile, there's Freedom Mobile, there's Kudo, there's Virgin, Virgin. Mm-hmm. there's several different ones. Yeah. So just people need to do some shopping around. We don't recommend one plan no. over another because obviously you know, depending on where you live, your coverage is going to be different. So uh, just do some research and figure out what what works best for you. Exactly. And always just make sure that it covers what you're looking for, because it may look all nice with a big bow on top, a great package for a good price, but maybe it doesn't cover everything that you need as an individual. Exactly. So as an example of that, um, Public Mobile doesn't offer any any phone-based customer service. So if you need to, if you want to talk to somebody about your bill, you, you can't. It's all done online. So, you know, just as an example. So if that's not something you're mm-hmm. comfortable with, then that probably isn't the best provider for you. But um, yeah, there are lots of lots of options, which is which is a good. All right. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking to us today. Like as Chris said, I think this is a really exciting program. In an upcoming episode, we are going to be talking about the new iOS 13, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, so look forward to that. And other than that, we will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. For feedback or suggestions, email us at techcast at cnib.ca. That's all one word, T-E-C-H-C-A-S-T at cnib.ca. For more CNIB Foundation podcasts, visit cnib.ca slash podcasts.